Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe Galindo, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute podcast. I will be your host for today's call, and I'm so excited to have as our special guest, Jeanette Ivey. Jeanette, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the, to the Windermere Coaching Podcast. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, great. Before we get started, just kind of a word of introduction. Uh, Jeanette is a broker in the Windermere Northeast Kirkland office. She began her career in 2002. And, uh, and started and joined the Northeast office in right around 2015. She and her team close on average 30 transactions a year. The vast majority of those are past clients and referrals. Today, Jeanette will share what she and her team uh, do uh, to, to achieve that kind of success, as well as the individual role of each team member. Also on the call today is, um, is, is Jeanette's assistant, Amy. Amy, welcome to the call. Hi, Joe. Thank you. So um, he, uh, the first question that I wrote down for you, Jeanette, is this. Um, maybe tell everybody uh, why real estate? Of all the things you could do in life, why real estate sales? Um, what gets you excited about helping buyers and sellers? Um, why real estate sales? It's because um, I've always wanted to um, work in the service industry and uh Actually, after my parents went through five different real estate agents when we first moved here to America, um, they literally had to go through five different real estate agents and uh, like different arrays of agents where some would just force them to buy something or were showing them stuff that they didn't even want. And um, they just wanted the sale. But the very last agent really impressed me and uh, just listened to what they needed and what's important for them instead of just trying to sell them a house. So that really impressed me. So I always had my eye on real estate right after college. Um, what makes it fun is understanding um, my clients' unique needs in what gets is what gets me excited most of the time. Um, every client, as we all know, is different. Their situation is different. And understanding their why is what's important. Oh, so that. seeing clients... Oh, sorry. No, um, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. That's a great answer. Keep, keep, keep going. Yeah, it's all good. Um, you, you know, seeing clients grow their family as well. Kids growing up or I've had clients where they weren't even married when they first bought their first house and now they have kids in high school. And so most of them become friends and family over time. Yeah, so what, what I what I wrote down, you you said two things that really struck me. Uh, first of all, you said listening is important. I, I think all too often uh, we love to, we in real estate love to you know talk and share, which is great. But listening for the needs of people, listening for their maybe the the family dynamic, the things they're looking for um, in a, in a home. It's not just you know stick uh, bricks and sticks. It's it's a place where they raise their family and do life and that sort of thing. And listening for what's important to them, I think, is really important. And then you said everybody is different. Um, not everybody uh, is wired the same way. Everybody has different needs. And uh, I think the listening aspect, I think, is sometimes overlooked. I love that. Well, uh, may I ask, you mentioned your parents came to uh, here from a different country. Where are you originally from? Uh, from the Philippines. Philippines. 
Great. And you and you moved to the Philippines when again? Uh, when I was 19. 19. Great. So just starting college. Love it. Um, so you, you, I know you work by referral. Uh, you've got great success. You do 30 plus transactions a year, which is really good. And I know you work by referral. So you've got a database. Maybe share with us um, like how many people do you currently have in your, your database? And by the way, for everybody listening, a database in my world is a list of relationships, a list of people in our world that um, whether they're buying real estate or not at the moment, these are people we have a relationship with that we know, love, and trust. And at some point, they'll have a need and will call us or they'll know somebody who has a need and calls us. So tell us maybe kind of how many people in your database and who are some of these people to you? you I have, oh, what was that again? How do you know them? Sure. Um, I have about 150 people on my sphere list. So actually, when I looked that up, I'm like, oh, that's a little small. But at the same time, um, it's probably what I can handle because uh, most of the time I, I I do a lot of face-to-face. -face. Um, that's 150 people and we constantly add and delete. Mm -hmm people from there as well, from the, da the database. 95% uh, of the business is referral and repeat clients, um, very few from open houses. And uh, I also don't pay for leads. So most of these um, are just uh, referrals from when I started in 2008, when the market was so slow, I also decided to go into new construction. And that's what kind of carried me through the recession and uh, a lot of the people that I have right now is also from that. Great, 150 people. That's a that's a healthy database. Um, again, if you've got 150 relationships in your database, that's better than 500 people that you know. Most of whom don't know you. I'd rather have 150 than 500 people that if I called them on the phone like Joe who or you know Jeanette who. So good for you. Um, you mentioned adding people to the database, but you also mentioned deleting people. Um, I know that we typically lose around 15% of our database every year just through attrition. Um, so tell me about the, you know, you have a process for deleting people. What, what would, what would prompt you to maybe take someone off the list? When some of them unsubscribe from the list, and then also if they end up either selling or buying from another agent, um, we delete them, we keep their files, but then we delete them from that, from the database. Good. You know, I think that's real healthy. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I oftentimes work with folks that are, you know, they're afraid to delete people from the database uh, for fear that, you know, they might get lucky sometime and get a phone call. But if they, you know, if they bought a house or sold their house through somebody else, there's probably a reason why they did that. And at least for me, I'd rather have a smaller database of people that are uh, advocates of what I do and who I am than you know, just a bunch of names on the list. So good for you for doing that. Talk, talk to us about some of the, the activities that you do or the ways that you stay in flow. Um, we stay in flow, you know, newsletters and market reports. Um, I know you write personal notes. I loved uh, your Halloween gift idea that you shared with me a, a couple of days ago. Maybe share some of the things that you and your team do to kind of stay in flow with your database. Sure. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I, you know, my favorite part of this job is, uh, or this business is the face-to-face -face, and I thrive with that. Um, so I do, the Halloween candy is probably the um, most successful one, in my opinion. I, uh, we, we put together Halloween bags and we get Halloween bags for each kid. So there could be four kids in one um, household. And uh, what's interesting with that is that now, 
some parents are actually starting to ask for their own bags. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when they do, then we make a note of that. And then the next year, we make sure they have their own bags as well. Um, so that's one of them. Obviously, we do the um, Moxie. We also uh, do movie night. Mm -hmm. And um, we have the real estate review all figured out as well. And we do that for on their anniversary date. I know some agents would do it all in January and send them all at once. Um, but I feel like that's very cumbersome. So we do it on their anniversary. And then this year, um, I learned from another agent from another state from the Ninja um, class that uh, we actually added lotto tickets for every year that they've lived in the home. So um, getting a lot of feedback on that. Uh, this morning, we just got a note from another client um, saying that there has been no winners for the lotto tickets this year uh, from what she got from from us so um what else do we do i can't birthday cards birthday song yeah well, so i want to let i'm going to i'm going to ask you about that one of the things that you you share that you do that i think i love it this is such a great idea and it's very bold of you but tell us about the the birthday song that you do well, the birth, I, I don't know where I got it from or how it all started. I'm thinking that it started probably when I would do that to my friends. And then since some of my clients become my friends, then I do that to them as well. Only if I feel like they'd be comfortable with it. So I, 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 I call them apart from getting them the business, I mean, the uh, birthday card. I call them and I, if they don't pick up, then I sing happy birthday out of tune purposely leave them a message and then some people would pick up they make a mistake of picking up and then I will just belt it out and sing it out of tune um yeah so I mean I get a kick out of that Michael got that on his birthday last year and uh <laughs> he's probably hoping that I forgot his birthday this year you say Mike, Michael Fanning I'm assuming right Michael yes I love it that is so I love when you, you shared that with me last week I'm like that is so cool that you you know that you sing out of tune, but you're bold enough to be able to say, I just appreciate you so much and I'm gonna sing happy birthday to you over the phone. I love that. Um, you you send out uh, uh, reviews, real estate reviews. I know a lot of agents that do that on a regular basis, but you mentioned you send them out on their anniversary. So if they've lived in their house seven years, it, uh, do you have like a cover letter or something that says, hi, Joe, uh, congratulations. You've been in the house for seven years now. Here's what it's worth today. Is that how that typically goes? Correct, yeah. So we have the... Um cover letter, which we do review every year to see if we need to change it. Um, and if we do, then we, but we just use that for the whole year for everyone. Um, seven, you know, if they've been there seven years, then we always mention how long they've been there. And then also the lotto tickets that I started sending this year. So what's, uh, I'm just curious, uh, who's, how many lotto tickets or who's received the most lotto tickets, meaning who's lived in their house the longest before they sold it that you send out like, you know, 15 lotto tickets. Some, Who's 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 got the most tickets so far? Do you, do you know offhand? Um, I believe it will be it will be October. Their anniversary is October because they were my third client ever. So I believe uh, Rose and Will Ng will have the most. How many years? Uh, uh, let me see here. Nineteen, twenty. I can't remember. Oh, 19 or twenty. That's a long time. Yeah. 
You mentioned mm -hmm. movie night. Uh, I, I love the idea of movie night. Maybe share with us um, how that works. Um, how do you promote that? You purchase the tickets. Um, tell me about the flow of that. You meet people at the lobby. You welcome everybody. Do you rent the theater out? Tell us about movie night. Um, well, for the movie night, I think I've had that idea for a long time. I know there are a few ideas out there where sometimes you can just stand outside the theater and then invite all your friends and then you just give all your clients and then you just give them the ticket and then it's up to them what movie they want to watch. Um, but we decided that we we would just rent a theater. Um, and uh, so we rent a theater. We have balloons outside with my A boards. We set up a table at the lobby. And then, so they come in there and then they, they, they get their tickets. We also prepare, or well, Amy prepares all of these. She's very creative with um, fun coupons. For example, like for Top Gun last year, um, we had the coupons and we have quotes from Top Gun on the outside of the envelope. And then we, uh, we give them those for food and drinks. And um, I'm also there to uh, welcome them. Although this year we changed that and had help from another client who wanted to help and Amy at the front and actually greeted them more um, in the theater. So then I have time to actually connect with them. Mm -hmm. I kind of work the room a little bit, greet everybody. Yes. Mm -hmm. Other events that you do, mayors, games, that sort of thing. What other types of things do you do throughout the year? Um, Mariners, uh, I, I have season tickets for Mariners, mainly for business. It is, I buy the 20 game, four tickets each game. And so with that, I'm able to either my husband and I would go with clients that he, you know, he's met or I want him to meet <laughs> and, uh, or sometimes I can split the two tick, uh, the four tickets into two. So then I'll have two different clients that will be at the game. Um, and then most of them now know that I have the four tickets so they they actually would ask the other um, couple if they know me or if they work with me and they, they just start talking so that's been that's been fun or I would give it to a four um, you know family with two kids and then they'd have fun doing that well and as well as the Mariners are doing right now I have to believe that's a pretty hot item right now the the, uh, the Mariners tickets Yes, and I get to know my clients as well as to like if they are rooting for somebody else, except for the Mariners. So then I make sure that I save them those tickets Absolutely. and I give them the tickets that they would like to go. Of, of course, that comes with me making fun of their team, especially if they're not doing well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like my, my former team, uh, the Oakland A's, who aren't doing so well this year. Um, oh, don't remind us. <laughs> I know. We were at the game last night. <laughs> So the, the question I have um, about starting a team, I, I, here's, here's a challenge or a question that I get a lot from folks that are thinking about maybe starting a team is like, when, what point do I have enough business to justify, you know, adding a team member? And I think the challenge often is we, we either start too early and we don't have enough business to support it, or we start too late and, uh, you know, we're overwhelmed and, and burdened by, um, you know, not having enough time to get everything done in our family life personal life suffers. You mentioned, I think, that you started your team right around year 10. Tell us, what was catalyst for you to, uh, we woke up one day and went, okay, now it's time to add some layers to this. What was the catalyst for you to, to start your, your team? Hire your first person. Sure. Um, it, well, it got really busy. As I've mentioned earlier, um, in 2008, during the recession, I decided to do new construction. 
And so that was a hit. And so doing new construction and resale at the same time, I just didn't have any time left for life. And also I was lucky enough to have a lot of experienced mentors. And so they have, they've been encouraging me, you know, to hire an assistant because that's, you know, otherwise I will plateau and um, either that, or I just won't have any life at all. And neither one of those I wanted. And um, it is scary to hire, especially your first one. I just remember when I, when I hired my first one and I couldn't sleep that evening because I'm like, well, what if I won't be able to afford this person? Um, it's just scary to be responsible for that individual. And, um, and it took me a while to be able to know how to delegate. That was a challenge. Um, and Amy could attest that I'm learning to delegate a lot more to her. Yeah, delegation, I think, uh, for a lot of us in real estate is difficult. And I, I, I attribute that really kind of to a couple of things where people pleasers, uh, by and large, uh, people in real estate who I think who do a good job of this business are people people. And, um, you know, when it's your own show, you've created your own book of business. Sometimes it's difficult to hand those duties off to somebody else. But finding really good support staff, um, team members, uh, they can, you know, do things. Uh, I always tell people, find people to join your team that cover your flank, meaning they have strengths and abilities that maybe I don't possess. Mm -hmm. And I always try to hire people that that can do things better than I can in certain areas. What was the what was the first team member that you hired? Assistant, transaction coordinator? Who, who was the first team member? I was actually a transaction coordinator. And I believe that I had my transaction, same still, same the same transaction coordinator. I believe I had her even before recession. And um for me, it was helpful. Again, it was an it, it was encouragement from my mentors. And uh I'm pretty detailed and I usually know what's going on with my files, but when it got to a point where there were, you know, more than one <laughs> at a time, then um, I wanted to make sure that I don't miss any dates. Um, I also won't have to stay up late at night doing office paperwork, meaning commission disbursement and all of those things. So that was the very first thing because the commitment was not as um, huge, I guess. And uh, I only pay her per transaction. If the transaction doesn't close, I don't have to pay her. So that worked out pretty well. Without sharing specific numbers or percentages, is it is it a flat fee? Is it a percentage of the closing? Um, I think it's a flat fee. Okay, flat fee per transaction. And uh, if, the, if the transaction doesn't close, what happens? Um, I don't have to pay her. Okay, yeah. Um, same, same question for um, your assistant. Uh, you know, um, I'm assuming that was the second role you hired. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, and then uh, you, you mentioned to me that uh, Amy, your assistant, who's on this call, is very creative. Uh, maybe share with me some of that, um, uh, some of the things that she does that are creative. And then, may, Amy, be thinking about something that you might be able to add that you really enjoy about your assistant role or that you really enjoy about uh, being a part of Jeanette's team. So uh, Jeanette, tell me about the things that Amy does for you, the creativity wise that um, you value or that, that add certain um, uh, element to your business that you might not otherwise have if she weren't part of your team. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like most of us, I believe most of us agents, we have great ideas or we wanna do a hundred things in one day. 
And um, I find that I have, I usually like to have, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good with having these big ideas and then it's the implementation that I won't have the time to do or don't have the patience if we have to be honest, <laughs> in, you know, to, to put together things or to um, just, as I mentioned, just implement things. So that's where Amy comes in and she's usually, I would give her an idea and then like literally 15 minutes later, she presents it to me what she's done and it's way better than what I even thought of. So she's a really good compliment to, I guess my non-creative side and uh, but I'll let Amy talk about more of what she does. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, so my role is to really support Jeanette and whatever she needs. So I love that she has these big ideas and she brings them to me and then I can offer up different options and and kind of see what works best for her, uh, pick up the slack when she is so busy and I can just be there for her in any way to support her. So I do uh, social media for her. I manage her website, any sort of outward facing marketing. Um, but I also manage her CRM, which is really important. We use Wise Agent. And um, it's a great CRM to streamline and make things easier for her as far as the calendar and the task list and transaction monitoring and dates and deadlines. And so um, I really try to keep everything on her calendar so it's very easy for her from her phone, anywhere she is, to just um, see what's coming up, what deadlines are due or what she has on the calendar and, um, and see in the transaction what I've done to help the transaction behind the scenes. And so everybody's on the same page along with the transaction coordinator. So it's all about communication and keeping everybody organized um, so that, that her life is easier. I love it. How long have you been on the team, Amy? This is my, starting my fourth year. Oh, good for you. So I, I wrote a couple of things down. I'd let maybe have you elaborate a little bit. Um, I love the social media aspect. Uh, I, I think, you know, today's social media is a is a vital part of real estate and, and our communication uh, to the world and who we are and what we do and why they should trust us. Um, I, I often see, you know, social media being used, I think, not incorrectly, but, um, you know, I think sometimes we, 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 we take time to share about our successes and brag about our victories. And, uh, and it's less about providing value than pumping up our own ego. Not to say that that's the case in this call, but I see that an awful, awful lot on social media. Can you give us an idea or example, maybe some of the things that you got, do you, do you, do you post things like um, market updates or what kinds of things do you post on social media and how often do you do those things? Um, well, we kind of have it spaced out to at least twice a month do some sort of, um, either promotion for her listings or her souls or her pendings, depending on uh, how busy we are. But we also post, uh, she posts personal things, like if she's at a Mariners game, she'll post something so that it, there's more of a, a fun, people can see the other side of her life and make more of a personal connection through social media um, platforms. We also do mailings. We do an e-newsletter um, where we, talk about local Seattle events and we talk about um, what's happening in the market. She also sends out um, an email when uh, Matthew Gardner comes out with the latest video 
Uh, we'll send those out. Um, we'll send out email blasts when she sells something or um, so we, it seems like it's a lot, but if it's uh, scheduled and in your uh, in your calendar, according to the transactions, it becomes very easy to just be on a program, I guess. So it sounds like you provide a lot of value. I love the Matthew Gardner piece. I love statistical update pieces. I love the personal piece. I, I often tell folks that when you think of social media, think in terms of, you know, one third business and two thirds personal, and never too personal, but things like uh, at a beach uh, with your family on vacation, going to the Mariners game, you know, things like that, that show the, the human side of us is important as well, because it's it, it allows us to connect with people, people on a personal level. So I love that part of it. What about the what so, you said? So Joe, oh, I have to make a comment on that because um, this shows Amy and my personality and that's why we work well together. Um, she has for a long time, she has to always remind me, did you take a picture when you were at the Seahawks game? Did you take a picture when you were at the Mariners game? And then sometimes she would create something and I'll be like, that's a little too much. And, uh, but she's like, cause I said, it's talking about me, but she's like, well, you're, you're selling yourself. Um, so we, we find that balance between the two of us, um, to, you know, hopefully that we, you know, project the, the right balance. And, um, also we make it easy since I sometimes forget to post, she actually would create it. And then we have a system now she'd create it, sends me an email, I save it. And then, you know, uh, it's easier for me to post through my phone. And um, so it helps a lot to have that balance. Yeah, I love that. That's that, thank you for sharing that. I, I, you know, it's it's I think, you know, oftentimes we don't want to take pictures of ourselves or, or we don't want to, um, you know, I, I hear this a lot. You know, I, I'm really not a I'm pretty private person and I don't want to share a lot of my personal life with people. And I just say, listen, don't share the personal, personal stuff. But uh, showing the human element of you at a, at a ball game uh, is terrific. And the fact that, you know, Amy reminds you when you go to the Seahawks game or go to the Mariners game, take a picture. It, you know, it's really uh, a great message to people that you've got a family, you're out and about and you're a real human being and not just a, a real estate machine. Um, so Amy, I just want to circle back. You said website management. What does that mean in particular? Certain things that you might do? Yeah. Um, well, I, she has a blog, so um, she'll send me articles or um, market updates or things that she wants put on the blog. Um, and so we tend to then um, post things on Google or on social media and link things to the blog to drive traffic to her website. Not that we're getting leads, but just trying to get people to see uh, who she is and what she's all about. And driving that traffic to her blog is an easy way to do that. Um we also have uh, jot form forms attached to the website. So if someone's interested in getting more information or they want to fill out a, a questionnaire to have her come meet with them, it's very simple. It's just they go to the website and they can click on it and fill it out and she gets all their information and can follow up. That's great. Uh, again, without sharing numbers or percentages i'm assuming amy that you're a sal salaried employee and then potentially get bonuses on transactions is that how, i mean the, the the question that i get the reason i ask the question often like how do i pay people joe what what what's um what's what's a what's a good uh salary again don't share numbers that's not important on this call but um uh but you know how do i how do i afford them how do i pay them are they 
uh, a licensed agent and, and I think Amy, you are not licensed. Is that correct? You're an unlicensed assistant. Is that correct? I am not licensed so there's and uh, haven't needed to be licensed so far. Right, right. Um, so, um, so the question is, how do I compensate them? So, salary plus bonuses. That I'm, is that what I'm hearing? Um, yes, it's or it's more hourly plus bonus, but it's pretty consistent. Um, or you know, more commission per transaction as well. Good. Are there other team members, uh, escrow folks, or a listing coordinator? I mean, uh, tell me, to, other than your transaction coordinator, unfortunately, uh, Megan couldn't be on the call today, but. Um, uh, other team members that you have. And when I think of team members, I'm also thinking like uh, your favorite home inspector or a mortgage broker. Do you have those kinds of people that may not be employees uh, or people that um, sit in the same room that you sit in every day, but people that are kind of ancillary services for your team? Do you have those folks? Yes, definitely. Um, we we have CW, which is great because they're just upstairs from our office. So it's easy for me to like meet a client if they're signing um cw and then we have um, lenders as well so if we have clients that need some lenders i have a list to send them um, inspectors um, anything including i mean i've at least lately i'm noticing that a lot of my clients past clients would reach out to me for like a you know an arborist or um <clears throat> that was the very latest and uh so they have now have been trained to at least reach out to me if they need something, um, even if they're not um, buying or doing a transaction with me currently. So that's for me, that was a success to have them think of me first when they need something for their home. I love it. Are those, uh, do you have a, maybe a page on your website where uh, if I'm, if I'm selling my house and I need a, a roof repair person that I could go to your website and find your favorite roofer, your favorite building inspector, your favorite deck repair person, plumber, do you have those kinds of folks on your website? No, I don't because I want them to call me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good way to do it. Yeah, love... and then because also we constantly change them. So I've trained them to at least contact me and then I send them the list. Good. So other benefits that you have uh, is, you know, having a team. I know you mentioned to me that um, uh, you have a, a day off, a, a scheduled day in the week where you don't do real estate business. I think very few people in our industry do that. Uh, I love the fact that you do. My day was Sunday uh, and, and you've picked a day in the week. Tell us about, you know, some of the, the benefits, including your day off um, that, that having a team afford you, being able to walk away uh, from the from the business for a day and um, and know that it's in good hands. Do you completely unplug? Do you answer voicemails or return phone calls? Tell me about that. Sure. Um, so Thursday is the day that works for me because my husband's weekend is Thursday and Friday. So Thursday has always been or mostly has been. And I find that also Thursday is a good day where there's not a lot of things happening, but then you're getting ready for, you know, you still have Friday to get ready for the weekend. Um, so Thursday it is for me. Um, most of the time I forget it lately. <laughs> so Amy's the first one to always remind me that I'm not supposed to be at the office. Um, and also speaking of that, um, clients when I do buyer consultation or listening consultation with sellers I always mention that to them so they know that I will be available anytime well not necessarily anytime because I also tell them that I am a morning person and that anything I tell them after 9 p.m they have to 
confirm again the next day. I love and, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they get a kick out of that. And I also tell them that they still can call me anytime. My phone will be off after nine if we're not negotiating on anything. Um, they can leave me a message at 2 a.m. And most of them would say, oh, no, 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 we, we're not going to do that. I tell them, no, you can definitely do that. I won't answer the phone, but at least you're going to be able to vent out. And I said, by the time I wake up the next day, you probably have figured it out. So um, I don't think that I have I've had anybody who, who did that yet, but um so that's, that's one thing. And then also what I'm finding is that clients actually respect that. They sometimes are the one who reminds me that um, why am I answering or why am I calling them back on a Thursday? Say if I'm really not doing anything um, and some somebody happens to call, then I would call them and just answer their question. And then they would remind me or they would tell me that they were, expect they were not expecting the call until Friday. Um, in fact, I have a client, I believe I sold her her house back in 2009. And then she retired and we sold that in 2017. She moved to California. We keep in touch probably once, twice a year. And then she's here. She texted me last week and and told me that she's in town for two weeks and she wanted to have lunch. And she asked me if I still take Thursdays off. And um, so, I mean, it's just instilled in them, I guess, that that's those are the days that's, that I'm off. That is. And... Go ahead. I was going to say that's so wonderful. I, the fact that you have a day off and you set the expectation when you meet with people initially, if I'm hearing it correctly, um, that uh, I, you know, I, I Thursday is my day off. I turn my phone off at nine o'clock. Please leave a message. You're very important to me, but just know that, uh, you know, after nine o'clock, you're not going to be able to to get a hold of me live and in person. I think that's very hard for most people to do. I, m like you, a Sunday was my day off. I didn't work unless um, we were transacting. I mean, somebody called and said, you know, I'd like to write an offer on the house you showed me on Thursday, and. And I felt an obligation to meet with my buyers or a seller that that had a an offer come in on a Sunday. I kind of felt like I owed it to my seller and the other agent and the buyer to be present for the for the offer presentation. Other than that, you know, no open houses and no showing properties and no returning phone calls and that sort of thing. And, and that's so so seldom to do that. So hats off to you. I love the fact that you're setting the expectation with your clients that um, you you know you uh, you take a day off and you turn your phone off from time to time. Now, a follow up question to that would be: When you meet with your clients for the first time, do you share with them uh, uh, that you have a team and what the individual roles of each team members are? Yes, we do, um, and I we also have that on our buyer and and seller book, and so and then I go through that page and let them know that we have the team and that they can get a hold of them if they have some questions holds me accountable as well. I love it. Well, ladies, thank you for, for hopping on today. I have one final question. Um, I know that you coach with Michael Fanning. Uh, maybe just uh, for our audience, tell us about that experience. What is it like to, to be a part of Windermere Coaching? Uh, Michael's phenomenal. Uh, he's a terrific coach. And uh, tell us maybe kind of the, 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 um, the role that he plays in your business and the benefit that you have from being a part of that experience of the, of the coaching program and Michael in particular. The one thing, one of the many things, but the one important thing I guess is like the benefit of coaching with Michael is um, just keeping me grounded. Um, he reminds me of, you know, to not do a hundred things every day, but just to focus on the basics and also you know, I mean, like all of us, sometimes we have bad days, we have bad weeks. And there are times when that happens. And then, you know, he says one or two things and 
you know, you kind of get your head out of the clouds and, um, you know, doesn't work all the time, <laughs> but uh, you have that to lean on. And, um, and also there are times when I don't know what to do, you know, with a specific situation, I can still call him um, even if it's not our coaching time. And my favorite question always is like, okay, this happened. And what did your other agents that you coach do when this happened to them or how did they deal with it? So you just have that um, avenue or you have that support of um, people that are like-minded and um, have the same, experiencing the same things that you have. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I think one of the benefits, as you mentioned, of working with the coaches, you know, we get to work with lots of agents around the country who do really terrific business. And oftentimes we get the question, as you said, what are your other coaching clients doing in this situation? And Michael's great about uh, being able to share that advice and those stories with other people are doing. So guys, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been a lot of fun. I, 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 um, I again, I, I get a lot of questions about, you know, teams and when do I start them? And, you know, when's, when's the right time for me to branch out? I love this acronym. Uh, one of the benefits of working with a team uh, is team really stands for together, everyone achieves more. I always love that acronym. Together, everyone achieves more. Uh, so if people have questions for you, Jeanette, is there a way for them to get a hold of you? Maybe email address you can share with us today? Sure. I um, My email address is just my first name, dot, my last name, at windermere.com. So um, Jeanette ID, last name is spelled E-I-D-E. And uh, you can call me also. Um, happy to answer any questions. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you guys for being on the call today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Thank so you. if you have any questions about what you've heard today, please feel free to uh, to share this uh, with someone. Reach out to me if you've got any questions about what you heard today. Share this podcast with other people. If you've got topics or thoughts or ideas of things we can share on the Windermere podcast, please let us know. You can reach me at joe at joegalindocoaching.com. That's joe, J-O-E, at J-O-E-G-A-L-I-N-D-O, coaching.com. And as we like to say at Winnie Coaching, be awesome and help someone. Have a great day, you guys. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.